Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Game Central podcast, episode number 50. Hopefully, we may be getting some new listeners on board this week, so to help them, we will explain things as we go along, because we ourselves get a bit confused at times. Maybe it has got to the point where only the three of us understand what is going on, and for a gaming podcast, that's not very promising. Anyway, what a podcast we have for you today, and with a special guest too. But before we introduce the special guest, I think it's only fair that the regular members introduce themselves. My name is Rob Walker, that is me. Favourite colour is brown. Blood type O. Consoles, Xbox One and Xbox 360. Speciality, retro games and consoles. Interesting fact, when I was young, I got my foreskin stuck in my zip. I insisted that Fire Brigade be called for some reason to release me. So that's an interesting fact from me. Name, Don Goss. Favourite colour, pink. Blood type A. Consoles, Destiny. Speciality, <laughs> Destiny. Interesting fact, Don still plays Destiny. How have you been this week, Don? <laughs> Good, thanks, mate. Good. To show yeah. how, to show the new listeners, and the listeners we already have, how funny we are, could you just repeat the joke we made on your way home when you made the train? <laughs> Do you know, my memory's so bad, I've even forgotten you what said, it was. You said, it's okay, I'm going to be back on time because I've just made the train. So I've just made the trade and you said, what have you made it out of? And I said, marzipan. Fantastic. See, and that is the exact type of humour that you have to look forward to for the next God. hour or so. <laughs> Name, Gareth Williams. Favourite colour? What do you think your favourite colour is, Gareth? Um, <coughs> oh, did you just say bronze, Don? Yes, it is bronze. No. His favourite colour is bronze. His blood type is chocolate. Uh, consoles are 360, 3DS, he doesn't play, and a Wii U, he doesn't play. Speciality, indie games, and an interesting fact, Gareth played League of Legends all summer long and made absolutely no progress. He also has the ability to see the deeper meaning in even the most abstract of indie game stories. So how you been, Gareth, this week? You had a good week? That's a terrible interesting fact about me. But it's true. There are so many interesting things about me. Like what? Like, I'm related to John Reese davies Who is? Who is Gimli in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, Only because you share the same amount of hair. Yeah, and a feet. And blood. <laughs> I share his blood! That's a bit weird. Yeah, well, what you did when you were though. younger, uh, we can't do anything about now. <laughs> we also had another member of the podcast who Don took over from. He was created character, his name was Guy, but we had to ditch it because we ran out of imagination and the character became boring. Our special guest this week is none other than Mr Biffo, or you may know him by his actual name, Paul Biffo. <laughs> I'm only joking, his actual name is Paul Rose. How are you, Paul? Yes, I'm all right. Everyone all right there? We are. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Paul, when was the last time someone was kissed by a rose? <laughs> uh, myself this morning before breakfast was it in the mirror or was it just oh yeah that's how I start every day yeah and for those of you that don't know Paul or Mr Biffo uh, he was the founding mem- member of the digitizer team 
back in 1993. If you don't know what digitizer is and you get all your information off YouTube for gaming with someone screaming into a headset, uh, it was basically before, was it before the internet was invented? <laughs> it was around the time the internet was invented. Before it, had, it was while I was working at Digitizer that um, they they kind of started going. Oh, there's this new cool thing. But I think it had been around a few years, but no one was using it. Yeah, but then porn came along, and everyone wanted to use it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's where teletext failed, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it didn't quite work um, with the uh, slightly pixelated graphics. You can only do so much with. Them, Paul. You try yeah, you, your best. You've got to fill in the blanks. <laughs> you do. But anyway, let me ask you the same questions and you can fill in the blanks. Name uh, Paul Rose. Blood type B. Fantastic. Favourite colour? Well, you've already taken this brown. It's always uh, got to be brown. Well, oh. you know, I, I have this theory that brown you can put in front of any word uh, and it immediately sounds a bit dirty. Yeah, <laughs> just try it. Go to a dictionary, open a dictionary, pick any word at random, and stick brown in front of it, and it just sounds rude. Brown gulch. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What about if the word you get in the dictionary is brown? Oh, oh brown, okay. brown. Yeah, brown, <laughs> doesn't, brown. Doesn't get any browner than that. <laughs> no. Your console of choice? Oh, a, a brown Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> wow. wow. Speciality? putting brown in front of words so you put me on the spot here you didn't tell me I was going to have to kind of be witty spontaneously yeah he does that a lot (laughs) it's hard to be witty spontaneously isn't it Uh, what's an interesting fact you can Uh, think about if you want to use that that brown can be a dirty word if put in front of other words is that an interesting fact about me though yeah because you're the one that told us (laughs) <laughs> okay, then there you go. I came up with this really interesting fact whereby yeah. if you put brown in front of any word, it immediately sounds dirty. So there you go, brown biffo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Brown goss. <laughs> there you go. Brown walker. Brown calculator. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh. <laughs> See, why is brown calculator <laughs> worse than... <laughs> sounds like a sex move somehow. Oh. Yeah, it does. I'm just calculating the brown. Give me two minutes. <laughs> So it's on to the news, but this isn't any old news that you can find on the internet. Before the internet, uh, Mr Biffo will relate to this, you couldn't just sit on your chair on your PC copying and pasting other people's news articles as the crumbs from yesterday's sandwich fall from your beard, Gareth. You had to phone around. You had to get in touch with your sources and contacts within the industry. And that's exactly what Don Goss does every week in his section entitled Hot Goss Ip. You will see it's a pun of his second name. This is news so hot, you probably haven't even heard of it yet. Just don't ask him where he got the information from. Over to you, Don. Well, um, really exciting hot news this week. Following on from last week's <laughs> red hot news that was only about three weeks out of date. Um, <laughs> about the PSN. It's not red hot news, Don. It is. Oh, okay. It's red hot know. gossip. Yeah, I've no, decided no. this week because it's only valid for this week. Okay. <laughs> Following from last week's news about the uh, the PSN and uh, Xbox Live outages, thanks to those few uh, teenagers who had no friends and so they decided they would let no one else play with their friends over Christmas either. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation said they were going to give you ten percent off 
a little discount as a little as a little we're sorry for for letting it happen. And they've said, would you like to spend it this weekend? That's not that's not really hot gossip. It is because they've announced today you can spend it now, but only this weekend. Oh, so you've got to get that gossip out to everyone before yep. it's too late. They've said you can spend it if you want to have ten percent off. No movies, no music. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, uh, that then you can spend it this weekend, but only this weekend. So, so you can get if you're out this weekend. If you're ready this weekend, tough. So Can't you can get ten percent off of a fifty pound game yep. that's thirty pound online. Yes, that's exactly oh, yes. correct. So there you go. That's absolutely fantastic. That is some oh, hot yeah. gossip. Saturday morning, you should all be there. Set in front of your PS4s and your PS3s and your Vitas. Yeah. Ready to get that. And your Vitas? What? Vitas. <laughs> Don lives in a clinic. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not very nice there. <clears throat> so, yeah, if you're listening to this after the weekend, tough. Yeah. Tough. You have lost. I'm sorry. <laughs> so on to the actual news. GTA Five. Sorry to say it's actual news, Don. Like yours isn't news. Yours, <laughs> yours is just as good. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's so good. It's on another level entirely. So I'm it kind of has to be. Yeah. Right, pre-order bonuses for Grand Theft Auto V on a PC have been revealed by Rockstar Games. Those who pre-ordered a digital download of the upcoming PC release to the Rockstar Warehouse will get a free PC download from a select title. Now, Gareth, I know you like your lists, so I won't do the list. You can do it yourself. Go. All right, hold up. <coughs> Here he goes. Okay, so you either get Max Payne 3... I'd like a, like a woo in between each one. Okay, it's ooh, I like that game. All right. L.A. Noir. Oh, I uh. love the face characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City. Mm, I enjoyed that more than the actual Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 4. Mm, I might give that a miss and just go for Liberty City. <laughs> Bully Scholarship Edition. Oh, that was quite a good uh, enhancement of the original game. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Manhunt. Very brutal, but again, a very fantastic game. Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne. Um... It was good for its time. May seem a little bit simplistic now, plus his face looks like he's constantly grimacing. Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Brilliant. Probably the second best GTA on that list. Midnight Club 2. No. No, yeah, I don't know <laughs> why he would do that. And Grand Theft Auto 3. Mm, can you only download one of them, right? Yep. So if someone held a gun to your head, Paul... Uh, yep. said, hi, I'm from Rockstar. I want to give you a free game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which game would you choose from that list? Why are they holding a gun to my head if it's free? Because they just like to show off that they've got a gun. Because they're from Rockstar. Because this yeah, is and what they do. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't entirely listening to the list. I was drinking a cup of tea. That's the thing with Gareth's <laughs> lists. I don't know why, but when he says them, it kind of sends you into a trance and a sleep. <laughs> The trouble is, we're in, we're in the BuzzFeed generation now, where lists supposedly are, are the way of the future for all content. 
Um, so I should really be paying more attention when someone says the word list, but I tend to switch off. Yeah, lists, it's just easier. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do them really quickly. Max Payne 3, Anime Noir, Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City Stories. Oh, say Max Payne. Max Payne, that'll do. Max Payne. Max Payne 3. Yeah, go on, yeah. say that. I like the slow motion stuff. And it is a really underrated game, isn't it? A lot of people say blah, 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 but you have to really think on your feet. Uh, yeah, I suppose. To a point. I don't remember it terribly well. Uh, no. I just wanted the list, the list to stop. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Uh, I'm with you on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, so, Gareth. Yeah. You're going to be pre-ordering uh, GTA Five, aren't you? Well, it's too late now. I won't get a free game oh. now. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But no, I won't be pre-ordering. <laughs> uh, drive game, drive glaive. That would be a really good game, but unfortunately, that's not the one. Uh, drive club update. Uh, what's it going to be giving us, Gareth? Unfortunately, no golf clubs this time. There we go. That was a joke for, of ours as well, uh, Paul. Uh, that was that, a good. That was a good one. Yeah. Thank you very. much. I, I'm going to tell you which one's a joke, so you know. <laughs> okay. Can you make a noise like a sort of loud buzz or something? Sort of, there you go. Yeah. Every time there's yeah. a joke. Okay. But what was oh, really good know. about that drive club joke is that we ran it into the ground over the course of about six months. <laughs> yeah, I've built a career on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drive club DLC, you'll be getting Japan. All of Japan. That's pretty good. Wow. Pretty much new game mode. It says, uh, and probably still won't be free for PS Plus subscribers. Nope, they're still holding off on that, which is annoying because I want it. But only no, before... I'm, no, I'm not being racist. But. But, why is it that every, everything like Japan related, it's in Forza, it's in everything, only sort of uh, includes racing downhill? <laughs> Have you never been to Japan? That, that's how no, you get around. It, it's like one big kind of slope and then there's a big sort of ski lift at the bottom that kind of takes you back to the top again. <laughs> and then you all go back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the houses are at the top and then everyone works at the bottom. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Fantastic. See, we've got someone that's got broader horizons than us three and can kind of tell us the meaning of what's going on. Yeah. I also like, Rob, that you said racist, assuming people would think the usual term of racist because it's a racing game. There you actually went racist again. Yeah, it's quite racist clever. It's clever. That's my contribution <laughs> to repeat what the last person said. <laughs> Battlefield Hardline beta receives first details coming to all platforms. But didn't you do this a few weeks ago, Gareth? This? No. What? You've done the Hardline, the Battlefield Hardline beta, right? Well, it, it came out on PC like six months ago. Okay. But now this news is that the beta will eventually make its way to every console. Wow. Which is Even important. Maybe. Which is important <laughs> because it will probably have been broken on every console, so they need to try it out on absolutely everything to make sure it yeah. works. And it will still be broken when it comes out. Yeah. Day one patch. Yeah. So, Paul, are you a fan of online shooters? Uh, yeah, to a point. What point is that? The, the point at which I realise I haven't got any friends who will play them with me online anymore. Oh, damn. Did See, you... I miss those days. I used, all my mates and I used to have the same kind of consoles, and now they've all sort of grown up and gone, like, ooh, I only play games on my iPad now. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Plants vs. Zombies. Exactly. Or yeah. League of Legends. Yeah. What? <laughs> and just stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, people are kind of saying this isn't a full, fat Battlefield game. This is more like a um, sort of side project. Is that how it felt, Gareth? Yep, uh, it felt very watered down, especially because they reduced the player limit. Like, yeah. Battlefield 4 already has, like, 32 v 32. And then this was, I think it was 16 v 16. Yeah. On a map just as big, so... Felt like you were barely seeing anybody, and it was uh, pretty lame. Also, you know how all that police uh, distrust has been going in America recently? <laughs> yeah. The story yeah. mode in Battlefield uh, Hardline is all about corrupt police and oh, things of that nature, so maybe not the best uh, best timing for that game to, yeah. be, to be coming out. Well, you know, it's current, it's of the time, so, you know, controversy breeds controversy, breeds publicity, and that is an actual, <laughs> actual equation for you there. Uh, there's a new 3DS on its way, a new 3DS XL that, Don, you're very excited about, aren't you? Because it's a Majora's Mask special edition. Yeah, well, there's a few special editions. The new 3DS, uh, Nintendo Direct uh, last week, they uh, they covered several of the new versions of this. Uh, one for uh, the... I've completely forgotten the name of the game. Brilliant. But Zelda Blade, Monster Hunter... Monster Hunter there you go. 4. There you go. They've got a silver one, uh, limited edition of that. And they've got a and gold one from Majora's Mask. Yes, they did. There was a lot yeah. of pointing. Um, and, yeah, but it's basically the new 3DS, which has uh, improved screen and free 3D tracking, so uh, it doesn't go blurry when you move it a millimetre. Um, and uh, improved processors, and it's got an extra little nubbin for your, for, your, for your right thumb to caress while you're playing is a, games. Is, is it a brown nubbin? <laughs> you can probably get be. it in brown. Yeah, I would hope you can. I hope there's a brown color scheme one. There's a, the uh, the Majora's Mask one is gold and black, but uh, I could probably get a felt tip pen and call it in. And then lose all the value of it. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, hold on, Don. Thanks. But yeah, so that's coming out with the, and there's a whole bunch. There was a whole bunch of limited edition um, Majora's Mask uh, stuff. They put up on the website, uh, GameStop in the US sold out in about 10 minutes, uh, and then it went up on the Nintendo website in the UK the day after, and that sold out after a couple of hours, but not before I purchased one myself. So no. I'll be getting that in February. And they, yeah, they also released release dates. So the they release did. date is done... February 16th. And what year, please? Uh, the year of our Lord, 2015. Thank you very much. This is a very religious podcast. Uh, <laughs> Wii U can now download Wii games. So, Gareth, with your Wii U and yours, Don, playing Destiny, not on your Wii U, obviously, but collecting dust, did you ever sit there and think, I wish I could play some Wii games on this? I have occasionally thought, oh, I wish I didn't have to bloody unplug the sensor bar and plug it into yeah. my Wii just to swap over the thing and then play my Wii games on there. And Because having two sensor bars out is just ridiculous. Uh, I've occasionally thought of that, but then instead I've just switched off and played Destiny instead. So, yeah. <clears throat> but wouldn't it be great if you could just play a Wii game straight from uh, start up on your Wii U, or in well, fact if you could just download them straight to your Wii U? Wouldn't that be even better than having to dig out the old discs? Thank you very much. Well, uh, now you can, Don. Yes, you'll see that Don's uh, sort of stories go on quite a while, and yeah, I have no sense of time. No. His sense of time and place is extremely lacking. Um, so, 
Were you a Wii fan, Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, huge Wii fan. More so than a Wii U fan. Uh, I love yeah. love the original Wii. Um, and then they just overcomplicated it a bit, I think. But it's, it's actually coming into its own a bit now, the Wii U. It's got some really mm. nice stuff appearing on it. And, I mean, are people really going to want to play Wii games? Because presumably if you owned a Wii, these would have been some of the games you played to death anyway. We're talking about Super Mario Galaxy 2, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and Metroid Prime Trilogy. Um, I don't know. People were kind of asking for it, weren't they? So, you know, in the general sense, I get is that people are quite pleased that they can now play Wii yeah. games on there. But, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, yeah, it's not that long ago since that last generation, but mm. I, I don't know how many I'll download. I, you know, I, I kind of like downloading the old SNES and NES games and stuff. Yeah, yeah they, they take up less space as well. Exactly. The other thing, I think Mario Galaxy 2 is like 1.1 gig. Um, so you can imagine if they ever put out, I don't know, Xenoblade Chronicles perhaps, if they get around to doing that, which would be nice, because it's mm. a bit rare on the Wii nowadays. Yeah. Um, I imagine that'd be several gig, and if people have been downloading Pikmin Four, sorry, Pikmin Three, and uh, <clears throat> things like that, Super Smash Brothers, and what have you, um, they're going to have a pretty full console by now. Mm. Well, um, <clears throat> Hotline Miami Two responds to Australian ban. It's disappointing. Now, b- before Don, we call it DC. Um, he. <laughs> We had a person on here called Guy, and he sat by idly whilst a young child played uh, Hotline Miami on the Vita. Uh, unfortunately, Guy didn't have much of a sense of humour. So when we uh, questioned him about it, he got quite angry and said that it wasn't his um, it, his responsibility to make sure that the child was playing restricted games. But, you know, how violent can it be? It's a very violent game, but it's very stylized. And here with trying to... Um, sorry I just had one of those brain freezes <laughs> I think it's because I'm sitting too close to the radiator <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be a, a brain overheat surely yeah I think I'm getting brain heat uh, so Gareth you're going to try and uh, come up to the defence of Hotline Miami 2 with your indie love it's nothing to do with my indie love. <laughs> the argument made by the uh, the rating board in uh, Australia was that the uh, game featured a visual depiction of implied sexual violence. No. Which is... I feel it's a strong implication, being that the game is top-down and made of pixels, yeah. and you can barely tell what the characters are doing because they're just a man of pixels. Probably speaks to the uh, ratings board's dirty minds more than anything. That they see a group of pixels moving around and they assume it's thrusting at a dead woman. Uh, so th- which which we've all done. Let's be fair. Some of us more than others. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, Gareth. Yes. Go on. <laughs> <clears throat> like you say, it's like one of those sort of. Um, psychology pictures and they show and say what do you see when you look at this people can make up their own minds but we don't know if there is sexual content in it because we haven't played it and the thing is in Mass Effect they said that there was some sort of interracial sex orgy which didn't even exist yeah yeah. so don't trust the, the Australians do you trust Australians Paul? Uh, well my girlfriend's Australian so <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, you won't expect she that to so no then she, <laughs> does she like? Does no, she like yeah, to? Exactly, to know. Does she like to be down under? 
Oh, oh God. Sorry about that. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been with her four years, and I've not once made that joke. Come on. I am sorry. I am sorry. It's it's really (laughs) crude. He he says that to guests at dinner and stuff like that when they come over his house. Right, so. (laughs) Australians. Or just any guest. He (laughs) invites Australians over to his house just so he can make that joke. (laughs) Borderlands, the handsome collection to bring two and pre sequel to PS4, Xbox One. Um, I don't want to put in as many hours again, as I did into Borderlands 2. Um, it's, it's not something that appeals to me. It would be updated graphics, presumably, Gareth. Yep. Updated graphics. Uh, though they have a four-player split-screen instead of the normal two-player split-screen that they had in previous ones. Yeah. And uh, they'll include every single bit of DLC for both games. Also mm. 60 frames per second instead of the original five. Oh, Donathan. And well, the other thing with this is, like Rob, you're saying you don't want to have to, you know, play the thing again for hours on end. Uh, but they're, they're, you're allowed. You're going to be able to copy over your saves from the uh, from the older versions. So what yeah, would, what would you actually the then? Yeah, exactly. So what's the point of that? What are you then going to do? Well, because <laughs> you would get all the DLC. So if you had like a level 50 character in Borderlands 2, then you transfer your save over to the PS4 version. Gareth, we've got the DLC. Oh, everyone's bought the DLC because they loved it so much. Well, and that's the thing. If you love it enough to buy it for the next generation consoles at fifty pound a pop, then you're going to love it enough to have bought the the add-on content. I I do agree, but I have to defend it because you guys aren't ever going to. And you have to disagree with us. But yeah. the, the amount of remakes and stuff coming out, it start. They must sell because all the companies seem to be jumping on the bandwagon. So who are we to say that if they they want to get money out of it, then? There are only three Borderlands games. It's not like, you know, there's a new Call of Duty game every year. It's not equivalent to that. So they've got to make their money out of it, you know? They've got to fund the next one. I just think it's a shame that the the, the next generation consoles are being so full up of kind of last generation games. That's my issue with it. It's like, yeah, obviously people are buying them, but that's maybe because there isn't enough kind of original next-gen stuff on the, on the new consoles. Yeah, yeah, that's my take. That's exactly uh, right. It is exactly <laughs> right. Could you imagine if a podcast made a remake of a previous year's game, it's Game of the Year? Yeah. That would that be... Would be... <laughs> dear, right. dear. GTA Five is different <laughs> because they do different things, and it is an uh-huh. absolutely classic game, and I made my reasons about them, but I'm talking about things like Saints Row 4. Who asked for that to be remade again? No, yeah, exactly. It's a good point. That's coming out in a few weeks' time. Yep. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, that soon. Shit. Reelected. Huh? Just in time for Get Out of Hell. Yep. Yes, exactly, Gareth. You're starting to see. You're trying to you're trying to put all the pieces together, aren't you? Yeah, I'm like Sherlock. Yeah, everything's just <laughs> you are. Slide right. into place. Club Nintendo are closing down in September, so that's a lot of jobs being lost. To be replaced by a new scheme. Uh, do you know of this scheme, Gareth? Uh, I don't know of the new scheme, no. But I will say, fuck Club Nintendo. Oh. Because I was collecting Nintendo stars <laughs> for fucking years. When I was like, sort of early teens, I was well into Nintendo. And yeah. I had amassed a huge amount of those Club Nintendo stars. And then all of a sudden, they were just like, okay, all those old Club Nintendo stars are gone. We're going to start new. 
and we're going to reset them every year. And I was like, well, I just lost like a shitload of stars for no reason. Well, well, that's that's um, the economy, I'm afraid, Gareth. And I hope you've learned a few lessons from that. Oh, it was so annoying because Club <laughs> Nintendo always has amazing stuff. Yeah. But I never got any of it because they always took my stars away before I could get a decent number. And it starts restarts every year now. Then. Yeah, it was doing. It's a bit Until rude. September, when they'll just close it down forever. Yeah. The company will stop packaging product registration codes with box games from April the first. April Fools. So maybe that's they're they're just doing a really long April Fools joke that's going to end on that day. You never know. Right, so there's some Destiny news here, Don. If you just want to go through it, you probably know about it. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this is a very quick story about... Uh, everyone knows about the Destiny grind. Um, trying to level up your characters to level 20 so you can get the decent armour and weapons equipped and then go and do all the other stuff that then unlocks. Um, and some, uh, I guess, slightly bored guy uh, just basically uh, added a little oh, servo yes. motor and some uh, a bit of string and some sellotape to his uh, Xbox One pad. Uh, chucked his character into uh, one of the first moon missions and basically just had it repetitively press the buttons for punch and shoot and it would also then revive automatically after a certain amount of time and he would just leave it and it would just uh, uh, killing all the enemies just add to XP and eventually after a certain load of hours it would level up your character so um, doesn't that just reason, tell you something Don? it tells you that boy has got a lot of spare time and should probably gone outside like he, was, he did, did it whilst he was asleep. <laughs> yeah, no, wasting time one. sleeping. He should have gone outside. <laughs> <laughs> but th- there's loads of games you could apply the exact same formula to. You can like, do the same thing again and again. But, name 830. Yeah. <laughs> well, a fish played Tetris last year and Pokemon. Yeah, uh, so, no, Twitch. The, the fish that played Pokemon on Twitch. And oh, it yeah, it, it didn't beat it though. <clears throat> yes, it did. The fish How did didn't. I miss this story about fish? How did I miss that? <laughs> did you miss that? There was, there was, a, was it just Pokemon? There was another game as well. I think, but definitely Pokemon. There was uh, basically a guy had set up a little camera and uh, he divided the screen uh, into little sections denominating the movement arrow buttons and the, uh, and the action buttons. And every time his fish swam into one of the sections, he programmed it to activate that button on his, uh, his Game Boy emulator. <laughs> so it would then. Didn't... Fish didn't really know what was going on. I don't think it was fully aware that it was playing Pokemon. Yeah, this fish but... was was an accessory, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a random element, wasn't it? <laughs> Some megalomaniac's sinister experiment. But it did it. It it just it was streamed on Twitch twenty four seven, and um, you can probably see a recorded video of it somewhere if you really have four hundred and fifty eight hours to spare of your life. Yeah, I, um, I, might, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you can apply a similar mechanic to all kinds of games, and especially ones you might not necessarily think. Oh. So there. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That was the news. <laughs> it's not how you end the right, news. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, uh, well, what about <clears throat> this? Isn't on the um, on our list of news? But Sony offers refunds after H1Z1. Is that how it's spelled? Yeah. Yeah. It's not got some sort of catchy little name. No. Like his Z. Like, one's one. Alpha. Uproar. Right. 
Complaints about servers and pay-to-win microtransaction have caused chaos with the launch of the Alpha for Sony's zombie MMO. So not only are people paying $14.99 to play an Alpha of a game that will be free to play when it actually comes out, but they're actually moaning that there's bugs and stuff in it. Um, I'm sort of losing faith with humanity, not that I had any faith as it was. (laughs) You know, we have the problems with Unity and stuff like that, but... <clears throat> developers like Ubisoft they're going to see this and they're going to think hang on a minute people are moaning about what we did with Unity and people's faces melting off but at the same time people are willing to pay fourteen ninety nine for a game that's not even anywhere near finished yet it's not even in beta and they might be moaning about it but at the same time they're still paying for it What's going on, Don? What 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 is going on? Are, are gamers just special? It's like going yeah, there's there's a lot of special pay, special people. It seems there are. Who, it's like it's, paying twenty pounds right to go and see the Avengers before it's had any of the special effects put in, and it's just <laughs> it's just purely on green screen. Do you and know how just, many people would gladly do that though? Yeah, but and there are all so idiots. many. Yeah, would you like to be sitting in a cinema with them, Gareth? Oh no, I wouldn't want to talk to them at all throughout their entire lives. No. But, you know, it's up to them if they want to waste their money. They're doing it with um, that PJ Harvey album as well, aren't they? You can go and watch her in a glass box record her new album, which is basically, you know, depending on which 40-minute slice of the day you get, it's just her yeah. kind of sitting around, you know, scratching herself and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. In a brown box. Yeah. In a, brown, <laughs> in a brown cubicle. Yeah. People need to complain, though. Complain is good, but not all. Not about an alpha that isn't even close to completion. I complain quite a lot now. I complained to Harvest a restaurant the other day as the meal was awful. My children are vegetarians, so could only have pasta and tomato sauce, but it was so watery it was unbelievable. I had to strain it at the table with my hand, and we got sent a £40 voucher. So, you know, you can complain. And Sony here have said that they're going to be issuing refunds for some people. It seems a bit naughty, but as soon as you mention open-world zombies, people just basically say, take my money. (laughs) You know, I I could do the same thing. We could all do the same thing. We could all get together and make an absolutely awful game, um, but say, it's just a commentary on, you know, the zombie games of today. And people, some people go, yeah, yeah, man, I I totally get it. Yeah, it's crap. But it's it's purposefully crap, yeah. Those sorts of people. You you should rebrand the podcast as a, a zombie <laughs> podcast. See yeah, what, yeah, but people podcast. will laugh up and there be zombies in. Oh, zombies! Have, it's it's getting ridiculous now. It's almost as if there's been an outbreak. Oh, <laughs> good. Thank you very much. If it was a zombie podcast, would what? it just be us like going? Ugh. I don't think you even need to do that. You just change the name, the Zombie Game Central podcast, yeah. and then just see, just watch the, the the big bucks roll in. Yeah, it was genius. There you go. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll put zombie in the title. It can't hurt, can it? We're going to be we'll so put rich. Half the title in brackets. <laughs> Game Central podcast brackets yeah. zombie. Hopefully, enough people will buy it. Yes. Oh. Thank you very much. I am on absolute fire. I'm pulling out all the punches today, just in case we do get a few new listeners. Right, so that's the news. Have you got any uh, news, Paul, that you brought along with you, or you've just found out this minute? 
I'm, no, I've made. Um, I've been playing with a bit of blue tack while you've been talking, and I've made a little ghost man out of it. Um, that's my news. So Excellent. there you Thank go. You, you can much. you can that's, have that for nothing. That's breaking news. Can you send it to me through the post? I, I could send you a photo of it. It's quite. It's quite cool. Brilliant. Yeah. It's ghosts. Yeah. But is it true that you can't take pictures of ghosts? Uh, well, you can, but they object, I believe. Okay. <laughs> right. So, um, as my poem was relegated to after the closing music last week for some reason, <laughs> absolutely disgusting. I was like, where is it? Where has he put it? Do you know how much time I spent on that? It was absolutely ridiculous. And it was just on right on the end. And no one's going to ever hear that. No, so they I will. Think... They will. The true fans will. It's like the Avengers. You stick around till the end of the credits, then you get a little bonus. No one sticks around for half an hour, let alone till the end of the credits. <laughs> right, now it's time for a little poetry, as all gaming podcasts needs. I think you'll agree. My abstract poem will weave thoughts in your mind and take you to places you can only dream of. Do not be scared. Let it take you. I will be describing either a game or an item in a game. So, Paul, after my beautiful poem, uh, it's up to you to decide whether it is an actual game I'm describing or an item in a game using the medium of poetry. Okay. A specific item, or do I just go, like, item or game? You tell me what the item is. Oh, I'll do my best. Okay, do it. I love to adventure and go away to faraway lands. Climb the highest mountains, walk the deepest sands. But it is not I who walk and climb. After a long journey, I still feel fine. Clinging to the skin when she pulls me up to the bottom. I am so luxurious, made from 100% cotton. I smell lovely, but could do with a wash. Only the finest washing powder, because she is posh. I don't know, is it, is it a dirty old towel that Lara Croft has used? Nearly, <laughs> nearly. <laughs> nearly a dirty old towel. <laughs> Lara Croft's final flannel, I don't know. Um... Final flannel. We've all been there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is it Lara Croft related? It is like... Well, it's not related to her. It's something she owns. A bra? Nope. Lower. Um, um, knickers, then. Her yes. shorts. Knickers. Okay, there Lara Croft's knickers. La- Lara Croft's underwear, because knickers sounds a bit too harsh and perverted. Uh, Gareth, you got that straight away, didn't why you? Doesn't it, why doesn't anyone say knickers anymore? You can't. Is that is that politically incorrect to say a pair of knickers? I think it is, you know, because is it? yeah, because why? It just seems sort of seedy, doesn't it? Like, oh, let me see your knickers, especially <laughs> when you say it like that. <laughs> but Don, what yeah, do you the saying? Does your girlfriend wear knickers, Don? <laughs> <laughs> Classic FM Hall of Fame voting is now open. Uh, I announced this last week, but I'm reiterating it every week until the voting closes. Uh, Classic FM, uh, the classic uh, radio station here in the UK, um, they are allowing open voting for their Hall of Fame, um, which means we can vote for video game scores and soundtracks. Um, We've had some success with this in the past, um, even getting quite a few into the um, top 10 last year. So we did really well. We'd love to keep it going this year. So I'm sort of hijacking my weekly music section. Hijacking my own section? Is that possible? 
Well, I'm doing it anyway, and I'm only going to be playing classical music for the next few weeks um, to sort of raise awareness of the Classic FM Hall of Fame voting. So if you have a favourite game and you think, oh, does it really have like a soundtrack or score that would be appropriate for the Classic FM Hall of Fame? Then maybe it will. So I'm going to try and play um, some soundtracks that uh, you may think, oh yeah, I will vote for that. And then we can get video game music back in the Classic FM Hall of Fame for another year. For I think the fourth year running it would be. Um, so this week I'm going to play a piece from uh, Nobue Uematsu. Who you'll probably be hearing a lot of from me in the next few weeks. Because he's kind of our Mozart or our Beethoven. He's of course the legendary composer of every game in the Final Fantasy series. As well as other games. Um, I'm going to be playing one of his songs now from Final Fantasy VIII. So... Go to Classic FM, uh, the website. Uh, you can probably find it on Google by Googling Classic FM. Go to the website. You'll find all the voting options there. And vote for Nobue Uematsu for Final Fantasy VIII. This is Liberi Fatali.
Digitizer 1993, that was the beginning. For those of you who watch YouTube and people screaming words over pre-recorded videos of themselves playing games, this may not mean much to you. Before you could click a button on your computer to look at the latest gaming information and visit a few porn sites in between, there were not many places you could get your daily gaming information. But Paul Rose, a.k.a. Mr. Biffo, rose to the top hey. and was responsible for bringing that information through teletext every day. So we're going to get to know a little bit about you, uh, Paul, if you don't mind, or if you're just going to get offended and walk off. <laughs> or slither off. Sliver sort of with your hands and feet either side oh, I don't even know how that would even work <laughs> yeah I could do that I've got yeah. quite powerful abdominal muscles I could I could easily slither away in that fashion could you digest a um, a crocodile just using your abdominal muscles yeah totally fantastic <laughs> right so how did you get your information your gaming information back oh. in 1993 this is what I'm interested in yeah God, I don't know. Um, that's a, we, we stole most of it out of um, a magazine called CTW, which was <laughs> which was called Computer Trade Weekly. Um, we like stole MVC, loads of it out of there. MCV, MVC. Yeah, it's MTV, MTV or MVC or whatever it's called. Yeah. Is what took over from CTW. Um, yeah, we used to pinch loads of stuff out of them um, and press releases and stuff like that. Really. So, uh, did you have much contact with the developers themselves and publishers? Yeah, yeah. Over time, initially, not so much. I mean, the best the best scoop we ever got we got from sitting in the foyer of um, Sega's HQ, uh, which weirdly they're actually only based around the corner from our offices. Uh, and we yeah. overheard someone telling someone else that they were going to be um, bundling. I think it was Sonic and Knuckles with a 32x, um, and oh, we we put that out the next day. And their PR guy kind of just exploded, wanting to know how the hell we got the um, information. Yeah. We've been hanging around in your foyer. Exactly, yes. <laughs> that's where we got most of our news, by just yeah, lingering in lobbies. Yeah. Well, you know, that that is a, a being taking the initiative, isn't it? We, none of yes. us would do that nowadays because it's so much easier to do it on the internet. And, exactly, uh, yes. Many a lobby on there. Yeah, so obviously you, you got in trouble a few times with that sort of thing. Um did you um, do you think the rise of the internet has taken away the group mentality and ownership of gaming? Uh, I don't know. What does that mean? Let me explain <laughs> it to you. Are you ready? I, yeah, go on. So when you've got something like digitizer, yeah, and things like that, you've got sort of your own community that love it. They they look at it, um, they read it every day, and they kind of get the humour and stuff behind it, and all the characters that you did create. Um, <clears throat> by having the information more readily available has it kind of stopped those sort of communities forming um i don't know really it's Um, all over the place isn't it i mean at the time that i was writing it i didn't have any sense of there being a community or people kind of loving it in any sort of collective sense um you know maybe there's just it is too fragmented now maybe there aren't kind of sites which have that kind of cult following um i don't know i don't know it's it's different isn't it it's it's very different as to when it is now. And personally, I used to love all of the old magazines, um, and I remember you had a column in Edge magazine. Yeah. Um, obviously, do you think that printed game magazines have a future? I'd like to think so. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm old school, and I like having something tactile 
yeah. and I don't know, it's not the same. I've tried reading magazines on iPads, and I don't know, they're just it's too slow and a bit unwieldy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, the the proof is in the figures, and you know, clearly, games mags aren't doing as well as they once did. So I don't know, it'd be a shame though. I think it's a real shame if magazines disappear altogether. Because this is the thing that uh, I normally speak about with the guys on there. I come from a generation, I'm 29, so of when you used to get really excited and buying magazines and you'd get the cover disc. And it was genuinely the first time you kind of saw footage of video games, the yeah. games that you're really looking forward to. And I think that's so <clears throat> sort of people can't really relate to it anymore. Yeah, and I it think was, it's a shame. Yeah. As you see it now, I think the way it seems to be for magazines is they're going to become increasingly niche. I mean, yeah. I, I'm amazed that something like Retro Gamer is still going, but that's because its its audience is is kind of a sort of hardcore, old school crowd. And you got you got it in music as well. You know, there's the Prog Magazine does really well. Probably yeah. doesn't sell as well as kind of magazines did back in the day, but you've got a, a kind of really dedicated audience there who are willing to. To, to buy something that they can actually hold in their hands. So I think that's the way it's got to go. The, an Edge actually fills that niche quite well because it, it's different to, to what the other games magazines do and it's doing something yeah. that's a little bit more kind of intellectual, I suppose. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's what I was going to say is that um, with stuff like Edge magazine is that you kind of don't feel that you're getting sort of shouted at by youngsters or hipsters. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. kind of like people that know what they're talking about and I think that those kind of people are getting drowned out now a lot. Um, this kind of respect for people that know their stuff, they know their craft, they know the industry, and they know how to talk about it. And the fact that CVG, that's just closed down the website. And all of these kind of great writers, and I'm talking people that have written on PSM2 magazine, you know, PSW, Play magazines, even the official magazines that are not doing so well now. You know, all these writers that have, have gone to university and they've learned about it, they're not so much kind of listened to now. And you've got all these people on the internet that seem to, like I say, like PewDiePie and, and whatnot, just shouting and they're getting 8 million subscribers, which is just, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And it will be a sad time when uh, gaming magazines go, because I love them. I got Retro Gamer this month with a PlayStation anniversary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's like... yeah. And, and like you say, it's it's a niche audience, but they know what they like. I want to know about the PlayStation history. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I'm a sponge and I have a first for gaming knowledge. And I would get every magazine. I've still got them up in my loft. I've got the entire Edge collection. I've got the entire Games TM collection. You know, I've got the DVDs that used to get free with the PSM2 magazine, where they used to do their commentaries on the videos. And like you say, it's to having that tactile... Um, that feeling of looking at something that someone's actually made. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you never know. It, it's vinyl. I don't know why I keep talking about music. It's bizarre. This is going to be a games <laughs> podcast. But, but you know, it's, it's in the way that vinyl has made a comeback. I don't know, maybe, you yeah, know, magazines will as well. Um, you know, people will kind of pine after that sort of old school, you know, as I say, tactile, tactile feel. I don't know, probably not though. They're all going to go online and just like kind of go, eh, PewDiePie, I love you. <laughs> that's, that's the next yeah, generation. So could you see yourself doing that? Could you see you evolving digitizer into you kind of just screaming? It's a lot easier than actually putting thought into what you're doing. You can kind of just have your own <laughs> YouTube channel just screaming to the lens. 
Well, yeah, funny enough, I was talking about this with someone the other day who, uh, because I don't know whether any of your listeners know, but I kind of brought Digitizer back as a website called digitizer2000.com. And I I was talking about it with someone the other day about, developing it further and i think he got it into his head that i I sort of want to be the next pewdiepie or jim sterling (laughs) or something like that and i don't really i don't you know aside from the fact i'm i'm a very 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 old man and no one wants to watch me on video um you know that is a niche that is well there is a niche yeah yeah Yeah. grumpy old gamer or something um but yeah i don't really yeah yeah, i don't really want to do that i I rather the the content speaks for itself um Yeah. yeah i don't want to be a bloody vlogger but at the same time god they're really quick and easy to make videos rather than sit there and spend two hours writing a feature um you know you can knock out some (laughs) something you know if you go oh look what's in my bag oh it's a puppy Um, yeah yeah you can do that in two minutes and get worldwide sort of coverage and and this is the thing it's like me and a few friends decided to set up our own website not knowing the actual uh, sort of effort that has to go into it and I was reading your page and it said you know you'd like to carry on doing it every day but it does take up so much of your time yeah, and I don't it's... think we realised exactly how much and you're not only reporting on games and stuff like that you're trying to come up with original content and, uh, yeah and... yeah it's a huge a huge hugely time consuming effort uh, I mean I'm loving it uh, yeah. but it's you know at the same time I've got a, a, a regular job that I have to try and fit in around it um, so uh, yeah you know it's it, it's um, difficult to kind of just find the time in the day to sort of justify spending on it really yeah because do you find yourself when you're at work you're thinking oh sort of thinking about what you're going to be able to put on the site and how you're going to evolve a character or a, a story you can come up with that's original and is going to interest people and it's kind of like that pressure you put on yourself to kind of stand out from everyone else but at the same time make it relevant and make what you're saying unique um yeah i mean i'm not i suppose it's not so much the the issue i have i guess is is that i'll have something pop into my head like some stupid character or a feature and it kind of just gnaws away at me and i kind of want to write it uh and that that kind of little gnawing sensation won't go away until i've kind of got it out of my system um and that it's not so much generating the ideas it's, it's finding the time to actually kind of physically sort of sit down and and make those ideas real i suppose um, yeah because um i love writing about games and coming up with characters and stuff like that so um i remember i emailed you guys i think it was a few weeks ago asking if you needed any help and are you looking for that sort of stuff or do you want to keep it <laughs> no one got uh, back to me by the way <laughs> did, did we not no. Because I'm pretty good at normally replying to everyone. How did you yeah. email us? Was it through the contact form? No, it was just kind of smoke signals in my back garden. I kind of <laughs> lit a fly. Oh, okay. I don't know what it was. I just saw it and I just thought, you know, you were saying how it took um, took a while and it was time consuming. I was wondering if there was a point where you would take on people and I was wondering how many people were actually doing it. Well, there's, there's kind of me writing pretty much all the content. Um... I've got help from my other half kind of doing all the sort of behind the scenes stuff, which is, there's a lot of it, you know, we're trying yeah. to get t-shirts off the ground to sell. Um, you know, we've got this Patreon campaign, which all of those guys, there's stuff that we owe them, you know, as a thank you for, for supporting us. Um, yeah, there's a lot, lot to do. And plus as well, it's trying to get the word out there. So there's, there's things like, you know, trying to put the site on stumble upon and, and yeah. just try to build up an audience. So, but one of the things, you know, 
because my day job is starting to kick kick in um, a bit. Is I is I am looking at kind of getting other writers and other voices on there. The the, the hesitation I have is that the Patreon patrons have have paid to read my writing, so yeah, I don't, you don't kind yeah. of it needs put to too much stuff. Spirit. There from, yeah, you know, I don't want to put too much stuff on there from other people because it's it's mean. Uh, the risk of sounding kind of terribly arrogant that that they've paid for. So no, yeah, um, that's it. So it's kind of trying to find a balance. At some point, you know, if there are going to be days when I haven't got time to update, then um, yeah, I hope we can find some people that um, will be able to plug that that gap. Yeah, because that's that's that that'll be good. But um, Gareth's got some questions as well. Do I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is what. We, it's not uh, just me with the questions. It's uh, all three of us. We are question masters. I can tell. Yeah. You remember how at the start, Paul, where he just sort of blindsided you with something you weren't prepared for? <laughs> yes. This, this is one of those situations. Uh, uh, we should ask, though, like, what is your day job right now? Um, I write TV shows, uh, mostly for kids. So stuff for CBBC. Um, which I am about to start writing series five of a show called Four O'Clock Club, um, which I co-created with uh, a comedian called Doc Brown some years back. Yeah, is that, so that, is that a scoop? Good. Is that an exclusive bit of news? Uh, that I'm about to start writing series five. I don't know. If you've gone to my personal website, it's on there. That oh, I'm okay. about to start writing it. So, but <laughs> it's the first time I've told a podcast. There we go. There wow. Well, it's so, so that's a lot of writing that you must do every day for the. Don't you just sometimes just get a mental writer's block? Um, you must. It's do. not so much. I don't know about a writer's block. You know, I think you can always push through that. It's more about just just having the energy to do it, really. Yeah. Um, and the mental energy to kind of. Um, yeah, push push through it rather than kind of. I, I don't ever kind of lack ideas or, or stuff like that. Yeah. It's just the hours in the day. I mean, last year I, I probably had my busiest year ever with work. Um, this year will probably be a bit quieter, which is good because it means I can focus some time on, on trying to get digitizer established. Yeah, because um, you're not regurgitating information, you're actually creating. It's brand new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's we're trying not to rely on nostalgia too much. I mean, to a point, you know, I'm smart enough to kind of know people are initially coming to it because they go, oh, I remember Digitizer and I like the, the funny characters and stuff. Um, but I want it to be something that, that feels uh, as contemporary, contemporary, I can't say the word, yeah. um, as modern uh, as I can make it, really, you know, and so that there's kind of up-to-date news and features and reviews and stuff on there, um, as well as all the, the, the same old silly stuff that we always used to have. Yeah. So, um, how, sorry, sorry, Don. Go sorry, I was just going to say, how, um, how easy have you found it to fall back into the, the kind of digitizer format, if you like? After uh, being, uh, the, the, you know, it's been quite a bit of a break between uh, the Teletex days and yeah, two thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a piece of cake. I mean, the the, the thing is, I think it was all it never left me because it's how I write. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's been the years that I've been doing TV work, if you like, that I've been kind of compromising the way I write. I mean, that's that's how bad, you know. And I've, I've loved writing for TV, and, I, and you know, and I hope to carry on doing it. But um, you know, you're often writing for the the voice of a, a show or or someone else's show. Um, this digitizer was my baby. It was my voice, and so when I kind of came 
back to doing it again, it was immediate, really. It was like, my God, I've missed this. And the the risk I've got now is kind of burning myself out because I'm so enthusiastic about it and I so love doing it that um, I'm, I'm having to try and tell myself to stop and just calm down a bit, really, and, and not update it so often. <laughs> yeah, because I think, obviously... People would love to see everyday content on there every day, but it's just not feasibly possible, is it, to get things on there every day plus having a day job? And um, Yeah, well, that's the, the whole purpose, purpose, really, of the, the Patreon fund is to try and find a way that I can kind of turn down some of the, the, the TV work uh, and focus on Digi so that we can have stuff every day. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the moment, there is stuff every day, um, but... Uh, that's because I haven't kind of properly started writing scripts, scripts yet this year. Um, so, you know, that's the idea. But, I mean, really, I don't I don't want to have to kind of go to people with my hand outstretched and kind of go, give me some money, because that feels really horrible and grubby. Um, mm. Although, if anyone would like to give us some money, please go to Patreon and it's uh, uh, Digitizer 2000 uh, is what you need to search for. Um, but, uh, yeah, we want to find ways to, to kind of, so it funds itself really so we're looking at, at kind of merchandising at the moment uh i want to try and avoid advertising as long as possible but we've got yeah. a few other kind of plans up our sleeves that that, that might work um mm. but we shall see well if you come up with any good ways to make money do let us know uh so we can copy you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh yes it's stealing uh from a bank that's that's, the, <laughs> that's number one crime is the best way Yes, it's the way forward. <laughs> so, do you play a lot of games in your spare time? Yeah, I mean, that's another reason why I miss, missed it, really, is because I play games and kind of go, oh, I really want to tell someone how crap this is or how good <laughs> yeah. this is, and um, I miss doing that. Uh, you know, I haven't got a lot of mates who are big gamers. I've got a few, but um, most of my mates aren't, aren't really into them, weirdly. Um, and so I miss that, just having that, I guess, platform to be gobby and um opinionated yeah so you, yeah yeah play a lot of games <laughs> do, you, do you find that the the way people talk about games and discuss games has changed a lot as well because you know back in the day um especially in the older magazines and stuff it was all about replayability you know how many times you're going to play through the same game it was about the graphics and so on but now people almost people seem to be worried about other graphics they're worried about if it's going to be you know, 60 frames per second and then in 1080p. Um, it's, it's come in kind of like drawing away from the game and what makes the game good. And people are just ticking boxes at the end of the day. Does this do that? Does this do that? And it's kind of formulaic in yeah, the way I that agree. people approach it. I mean, the way the thing, I mean, it's why it's nice that you guys are kind of, you know, you're funny and silly because I think there's not a lot of that in terms of games writing out there and and, mm. and what people are doing. It, it seems to be, all right, there's, okay, the, the likes of Jim Sterling and, and some of the, the podcast and, and vlog people are, are, are funny, but I think a lot of the actual journalism, it seems to be kind of influenced by, by what Edge has done uh, and seems yeah. to be a little bit more kind of intellectual and as you say kind of talking about the you know lots of figures and stats and I don't know the, the technical side of it and it's like no you know get back to kind of yeah these are games for God's sake you play yeah. them uh, you know they're meant to be fun you yeah. know I, I don't care about the, the you know what is this game really about you know it's, it's no it's, it's, <laughs> it's fun yeah. <laughs> Sometimes games happen to be about more than just the gameplay. That's all. 
Well, yes, they do. They are becoming more <laughs> sophisticated, but with it, it, it sometimes feels like kind of all games writing has become kind of sophisticated to match it. And I think that there, there needs to be a, a range of different voices, yeah. um, which is what partly what I'm trying to do with digitizer is, is just try to kind of go, you know what, look, we can be stupid still about games and it's yeah. okay. I think and, half the oh. problem, sorry, Don, is that gamers and you know journalists and stuff they've so long been trying to kind of establish gaming as an art medium that we've we've kind of imploded on ourselves and we're kind of treating it like that ourselves if you would yeah. rather than letting other people appreciate it as it was we're now really scrutinizing the games and going through them it's it's not so much about the fun anymore you know you can pretty much do a checklist of most reviews now of what they're going to mention when they're going to mention it how they're going to mention it and what they're going to give us the final score and it's it's not about you don't that enthusiasm doesn't come across it's very cold and calculated and you know you don't ever get that sense that the reviewers just enjoyed themselves or they really want to tell you about it and they want to tell you how much fun they had they just want to tell you the sort of, they want to deconstruct the game put it in a sort of written form and then allow you to read it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, there, there's some really great writers out there who are writing about games, really brilliant people. Um, you know, it has come on to, to a degree where you kind of go, well, bloody hell, that's really good writing. But um, I agree that it, it's, I don't know, uh, some of it I just kind of go, oh, get over yourself. Yeah. You know, just, it's a game. You know, entertain me first and foremost. You know, don't just kind of go, I'm a journalist, therefore I must write in this way. It's like, you know, you're a writer, so write something that's going to engage me and make me want to read it. You know, make it entertaining in and of itself, a review. Don't yeah. just, you know, make it a means to an end. And that you... That's what we say. That's what I say to Don and uh, Gareth. I say, the gaming news, not that it should come secondary, but you're saying everything that everyone else in the entire world saying. But it's how you put it across to people and how you can make it different. And, you know, especially gaming magazines back in the day, they all used to have their own feel to them. They all used to be kind yeah, of, you know, they, they used to have their character, the people of the magazine, the staff, they'd all have their own kind of characters in CVG. You had characters and stuff like that. And we've moved so far away from that in that we don't want to kind of sort of feed that the inner child in all of us because we don't want to be seen as oh gaming is a childish medium and everything i try to watch whether it's the history of video games or there was a documentary on the bbc about esports it's always trying to they talk about it and then it's but it's not childish or yeah adults yeah. can play it too and it's kind of like every single documentary or before you can't sit down to watch a gaming program because it's like people always have to justify it and they're on it and they're talking about it and oh I like this, it's, it's really good it's really. It's not for children it's, it's got an 18 rated certificate so children shouldn't play it and we're kind of very defensive about that now Yeah, I think it's, it's like I, mean, I don't know if you guys are, are comics readers but it's like after Watchmen came out in kind of 1986 or whenever that was published and for the, you know, 25 years after Watchmen came out which is one of the sort of most sophisticated and mature pieces of, of, of literature ever ever devised you know, you'd kind of see it crop up on TV and people would go oh comics aren't just for kids anymore it's like we know yeah. Watchmen came yeah. out 25 years ago you <laughs> idiot yeah um, you know it, it's a bit like that we seem to be in that sort of phase it's, it's you know hopefully soon, sooner or later kind of the, the wider media will catch up with the fact that you know what we all know already that games aren't just for kids they're, they're kind of 
multifaceted and, and mm. you know, there's something for everyone. I spoke over Don just a minute ago because he's about to say. No, something. I was I was just going to say I think maybe um, it, the, the kind of the, the fun factor, kind of, of of people talking about games and stuff. Maybe maybe the games themselves have helped lead that a little bit by a lot of games themselves are becoming trying to push themselves to be you know photorealistic and to everything to be as uh, to you know especially with the, the games that are like called Duty and stuff like that. They're all trying to be ultra serious deal with politics and deal with highbrow topics in a certain way but um and you know to be really serious and doom and gloom and there's a lot of brown and gray and it's all <laughs> you have brown. to be really serious yeah brown <laughs> but, but we, we've all contributed so to the downfall yeah but and well as a result when people then come to talk about those games or review those games and stuff they're they don't start going on about how fun the game is to play because the game itself is not trying to be fun it's trying to be Look how realistic we've made this. Look how horrible we've we've made war field for you, and how realistic it is. That they've drained the fun out of a lot of the games, and because the games have been going that way so long, the reviews end up reflecting that, and the way people talk about games end up reflecting that. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like all for some reason it only happens with games where they all get tarred with the exact same brush. So Mm -hmm. there's news that Call of Duty comes out, and it's a hyper realistic war game. Then when people hear that Grand Theft Auto has come out, instead of, as we all know, it's like a sort of dark, comically look at the the world of organised crime and it's not serious at all and there's really goofy bits and it's kind of funny. All mums hear is you can kill hookers. They assume it's in like Call of Duty realistic, all of that stuff, yeah. and then they get yeah. paranoid and make a big deal out of it. Whereas we know there's so many facets to gaming that there's yeah. nuance there that people aren't. But nope. It's a game, so it has to be one of two genres. Kill people, or it's Mario, basically. See, and even now, yeah. we're, we're getting defensive as we're talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> it's, it's just, it is just um, it, it, you know, it's repetitive, and it's what we fall back on, and we always find that we have to defend gaming and, and what we feel about it and, you know, what other people think of it. And I worked in GameStation for about four or five years, and um, some of the customers, the, just the ignorance and the the parents that would line up to get their child Grand Theft Auto 4. And, you know, you'd say to them, oh, you can shoot people in the face. Oh, it's only a game. Uh, you can get a prostitute to give you oral sex in the back of a car. Oh, oh it's only a game. It can't be that bad. And it, it's uh, at the end of the day, you get so kind of worn down by it that you, you, f- you just give up trying to tell people, educate people about games. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's. I think there's. There's certainly at the moment. My, I don't know. My position on kind of. I don't know for want of a better term, morality in games is shifting because it does feel that to a certain degree, games are kind of under attack by perhaps people who don't totally get them. And I can really understand why people are people are reacting in a defensive way. Um, mm. You know, rightly or wrongly, it, it's you know without kind of wanting to bang, bang on about Gamergate, it, it does sometimes feel that they're, they're, there's everyone's attacking everyone else, and so people, when they're being attacked, kind of you know retreat to a defensive position, and that's mm. probably why you know you're talking about it in that way. I think because it, it does feel you know the rest of the world, as you say, you know, is, is sort of lobbing bricks at games. Yeah, well, it's it's a secret community, isn't it? You, you go into work and 
you know, when I went into work, not game station, but when I used to work in education and stuff, you'd go into the staff room and you'd sort of not really speak about it. Or if someone mentioned something, you don't really want to go on too much about your love for gaming because you don't want to seem like a bit of a weirdo. Or they'll say, yeah, I play yeah. FIFA now and again. But, you know, you rarely come across someone that you can have a deep conversation with. And I think that yeah. still shows how far gaming's got to go before people can actually speak about it or you can talk about it. And obviously... I think the Wii done more damage than it did good. I think um, it came along at a time and people jumped on the bandwagon. And apart from Wii Fit and a few other games, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it did as well as we thought it did. It done well for Nintendo, but I think as a starting point for most people, that would have been one of their first consoles, especially if they weren't particularly a gamer. I don't think it was handled correctly, and I don't think. They, the right software was available at the time and uh, yeah, quite a few people were put off by it it's weird isn't it because it was it, the, my main memory of the Wii and there were some great games on it but my main memory of it is you know kind of my entire family kind of like my mum my dad my sisters people who wouldn't normally play games kind of crowding around it you know at Christmas playing kind of Wii sports but yeah. that that hasn't you know translated into a kind of another area of people that play games it no. seemed to sort of just be a dead end um, well I'll, I'll tell you what it is it's my first console was a sega mega drive and with that i played sonic the hedgehog and then i played streets of rage and then i got a saturn and then i played sega rally you know and i played burning rangers and i played panzer dragoon then i got a playstation and played Metal Gear Solid if my gaming upbringing if my dad had given me a console and said there you go and I played Wii Fit I was like okay then Hasbro Family Game Night okay <laughs> then Toy Story Darts say dad take this shit away you know and for a lot of people that was their introduction into gaming so yeah. it, it was very hard to then continue that momentum because a lot of the people said hmm this isn't very good is it and I yeah, think that was it's... one of the problems with the Wii yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I, mean, I don't know. Nintendo is such a bizarre company. They really are. They're so, yeah, yeah their, their philosophy is so completely different from uh, you know the Sony's and Microsofts and Sega's of, you know of this world. That don't know. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you. It, 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 yeah, it didn't seem to sort of translate into uh, you know broadening out kind of the games the games market. Um, no, and I think that was yeah, yeah, and I think that's why the Wii U struggled, or at least initially. I mean, it seems to be doing a bit better now, but, um, uh, you know, I think people didn't quite know, oh, what's it going to be? More of that, another Wii Fit game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, they would come into the shop and say, um, can I have the Wii Fit game? Yes, the Wii <laughs> Fit game. And I say, you need the console as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take the console as well. So it, it's kind of like all that, and obviously people saw the Wii U and they're probably like, oh, not that again. Yeah. So, and that, that was it's true. I, I, there was a guy that I worked with years ago. He was actually a sub editor at Teletext, um, you know, when I was there. And yeah. a, f a few years, actually, some years after I left Teletext and stopped doing Digitizer, I got a phone call from him on Christmas Day. It was like, what the hell is this guy calling me for on Christmas Day? And he bought his son um, a Nintendo DS for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and he said to me, he said, uh, yeah, really sorry to bother you on Christmas morning, <laughs> but. Um, how, how, do I, how do I make games come on this thing? Oh. Um, and I said, well, you put the games in the, the sort of slot on top. You did buy some games, didn't you? No, I didn't know I had to buy it. Oh. That yeah. sort of sums up kind of people who buy Nintendo consoles. And, and yeah, and it, it's kind of, you have to talk in layman's terms. 
And I find that a lot as well. You know, I was playing games with my daughter the other day. Uh, she's five years old. And as gamers, you kind of have that entry level where we don't really think of anything else. And I'm like, okay, Belle, well, now look around. And she's like, how do I look around? And it's like, oh, the left stick. <laughs> and now walk. How do I walk? The right stick. And it's kind of like stuff like that that we take for granted. And yeah. the Nintendo thing as well, when I worked at GameStation, Boxing Day, there was this guy really big at the door, fuming. Obviously, it had been Christmas Day. I didn't know what was going on with him, but he was kind of just staring at me on the other side of the door until we opened up. Opened up, he went, right, I want a word with you. So I was like, okay, sir. And I went behind the till. People treat you like absolute crap in retail. Um, he said, you've ruined my son's uh, Christmas. And I was like, very sorry. I don't know how I did that. He said, this wee piece of shit, it doesn't even work. I said, okay. He said, the controller doesn't work. And the console just doesn't work. And I was like, okay, well, have you synced the controller up to the console? No. Yeah, you need to press that red button and the red button on the console for them to sync together. And it was like that Wii U, those, that customer base that it bought in sort of ruined the whole sort of game station job for me. These people yeah. you had to deal with. And, you know, you'd get, it'd be so, so it'd be funny at times, but at the same time, it'd be draining of yeah. on what you had to actually tell them and what that was all about. But, but that's but, because, that's because most people are scum. Um, they are. <laughs> Brown school. Brown school. No, 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 no. no, no. Right, so now on to Gareth section called Gareth Williams. Oh, uh, this again. So returning from last week, we have section Gareth Williams, which is funny because it's his name. His name is Gareth Williams. Uh, so the basic idea is that Gareth suddenly has willies where his arms were supposed to be. They are his arms, and it's up to Gareth to decide which activity this week would have been hard to conduct had he actually been in possession of Williams. God damn it. Um, probably... <laughs> Playing with my nephew. Oh, yes. wouldn't have been very easy. No, but it would have been interesting, you know, if you kind of just walk <laughs> one over the shoulder, come and have a look at his, here, nephew. You know, don't look at me. Oh. <laughs> They're hissing at me, Uncle. Uh, but anyway, Gareth, thank you for uh, sharing that with us. And it's on to what have we been playing? we've been playing this week uh paul rose would you like to start us off have you been playing any games because we don't actually um, play that many games i played this week i played it and finished uh horribly quickly um the was it chapter two episode two of the walking dead you know the there telltale um edge thing i, I finished that in about five two. minutes I can't remember because well, if it's season two, that's a complete rip-off because it, it really is you know, <laughs> kind of five, five minutes worth of gameplay. Frankly. Do you want to tell us what happened in this, and we may be able to sort of work out which episode it was? Well, it, 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 well, I don't know. 
Well, it's, ah, hang on, wait a minute. That's the point, isn't it? It's an episode, isn't it? As part yeah. of a season. You didn't just play That's a standalone episode on its own. Ah, you see, I thought that was a bit short. Yeah. <laughs> And it didn't make any sense because you were. It was episode one then. Three. I just thought, oh, oh, that's it, is it? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Well, episode one of season two of The Walking Dead. Did you play season <laughs> one? Yes. Ah, there I we played, go. I played all all two episodes of that. No, there was four episodes. <laughs> five. There were five, five episodes. I jest. You jest. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it must have been pretty confusing as to what was going on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, when's my? Where does the second episode come from then? Do I, does that just pop up by itself? Yeah, what it? now? Because I played the previous one on the um, on the iPad. Was this one I played on the PS4? So I've completely dominated this conversation with um, me boringly not understanding how Walking Dead works. <laughs> <laughs> does it just come to me one day? Is it just available? Is it just going to be there on my PlayStation? That's what I want to know. Would it just be beamed to my mind? And this is the thing never understand how it works because that's what makes it good you can <laughs> about it because you don't know how it works it, it'll spoil the magic otherwise won't it, it will spoil the magic if you do actually know it's, it's good that people know that you, you know you don't actually know and I think it'd be nice to leave it as a mystery of how you're going to somehow get to play episode 2 yeah I will I'll leave it on this cliffhanger yeah <laughs> well, I, need to, I need to go and finish I want to, I want to kind of go and play that now and see if yeah. episode 2's appeared <laughs> it is a, it'll just be there you won't be able to play anything else it'll just be there on your TV and you won't be able to do anything else until you be frozen to my sofa there we go I should have just said GTA shouldn't I and then you there wouldn't done. have been any of this no as long as it wasn't one of the episodes from the yeah, City. yeah GTA 5 episode 12 there we go so have you been playing GTA 5? <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on PlayStation 4? Uh, yeah, on PlayStation 4. Yeah, I was playing that tonight. Tell these uh, guys how much of an improvement it adds and it doesn't feel like a rip-off whatsoever and it actually adds to the experience. Uh, it, it, um, But it doesn't. It doesn't. I can't really tell the difference. So um, <laughs> there we go. Oh, look, there's a bit more grass on the hill. Uh, no, that's, that's not true. Do you know, I did notice uh, when I was playing it the other night that I thought, oh, there's more people on the streets than there were before. That's yeah. the one thing that I've noticed. That's all. That doesn't there's, sound like an improvement, though. No, there is more things than that. I think Paul's <laughs> just jesting again. I like, I, like the, I like the first person mode. That's good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm only playing it for two, for two reasons. One, I got given it for free. I wouldn't have bothered upgrading. Um and two, um, I can't remember the second reason. It's, it's like The Walking Dead all over again, isn't it? It's kind of, <laughs> it's like I'm the worst guest ever. You just kind of <laughs> lose his track. Um, no, what was the second reason? First one was free. Oh, yeah, the second reason was because the first time I played it on the on my Xbox 360, um, I got quite a long way in the game, and then all my saves got wiped, or about kind of a week's worth of saves got wiped, and I could never be bothered to play it again. So, um, yeah. I'm finally trying to finish it. There you go. Fantastic game, isn't it? Uh, it is. It is. I have issues with some of the sort of iffy depiction of women and stuff in it, but that's another debate for another time. But I, I kind of, I, 
I described it as someone, yeah, you know, to someone earlier. It's actually because it's, it's such an amazing technical achievement. But as I said to, to, to someone earlier, it's kind of like kind of you know man traveling to the moon for the first time, and Neil Armstrong getting out the rocket, and instead of kind of planting a flag in the moon, he just sort of sticks a big dildo in the in the in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels because like. Because he could. Because he could. Yeah. Um, but you know, and if you've got no problem with that, then you know it's a great game. But it is a great game. That's and I sort of hate it for being such a great game and yeah. kind of making my liberal sensibilities come into question. There we go. There but you go. The, the only thing I I found sort of grating and that I couldn't quite sort of enjoy that kept taking me out of the game is sort of Franklin's morals. And it's the fact that, you know, he goes to the photographer and he says, hey, man, you can't be doing that. You see, my impression's fantastic. It's good. You can't be doing that. You can't be going around taking pictures of people. you got to give them some privacy. What the hell? And then the next minute he's dragging someone out of their car and then stamping on their face. So yeah, he always I mean, seems it's... to be that, that guy that's sort of got the issue with the way everyone else is acting. But at the same time, you can do just as bad with him as anyone else. But that's the joy of a sort of sandbox game, isn't it? You know, if you're kind of if you try to write the script of a, mm. a game like that, you know, as a movie script, it would just the characters would all look like you know complete psychopaths and lunatics. Um, yeah. You know, it wouldn't there would be no character consistency whatsoever. Mm. You know, one moment you've got them sort of sitting down, you know, kind of while doing yoga with their their wife, and the next they kind of gone on some sort of massive rampage massive destruction. Yeah. Um, and then in the next scene, oh, they're playing tennis now. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. as you do every day. As you do. Um, well, Don's been playing Destiny this week. Uh, he did you give Destiny a go, Paul? I, I kind of hate Destiny. Like, really, yeah. really hate it. <laughs> yeah, because when it comes down to it, there's not much going on there, is there? Well, but it comes back to me having no friends again to play with online. Yeah, um, and I think I think I feel like I'm missing out. That's the thing. It's like I really want to love it. You're not. Um, you're not missing out. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to hate it then. Tell him what he's missed out on this week, Don. Well, <laughs> this week I listened to uh, your your criticism last week. Oh, he's come up with arguments where, now, Gary. Where you said, please play something uh, else, because all yeah. I've done is play Destiny for the past four months. Wow. Uh, and what I did was I went to my girlfriend's house for four days. And, uh, uh. and therefore didn't play anything. Then came back on the Monday night and thought, I haven't played Destiny for four days. I should oh. probably play some Destiny. And then I completed both uh, both the raids with a bunch of mates, and it was a good laugh. But instead of talking about that, I've actually thought of another question for Paul. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> better than Destiny. And uh, that question is... Um, have you found at all that your knowledge of game narratives uh, has informed your script writing in any way? Have you tried to get gaming stuff into your scripts um, or, or vice versa yeah, when it comes to talking about games? To a bit, yeah, to, to, to a point it has because, I, I mean, it, I get really frustrated with the way kind of games are depicted on TV or anything that's kind of... I don't know, technological or kind of interactive in any sort of way. It sort of drives me mad. It sort of always seems <laughs> to be written by people who just don't really get the culture and yeah, you know, it's get very the way forceful, it works. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I've tried to write about it, I, oh God, I, I did an episode of my kids' show, Four O'clock Club, in the first series, um, and I had a scene where two characters were sitting on a sofa playing a football game. 
um, you know, FIFA or something like that. We weren't allowed to call it FIFA. Yeah. You know, playing a, fo- playing a football game against one another. And it was on console, and one of the characters was sitting there with one of those big old Amiga joypad, joysticks, you know, the kind of big <laughs> yeah. kind of flight simulator ones. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, it, it was like, you know, totally took any credibility out of the scene whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that, that, yeah, that was out of my control. But, yeah, I do try to... You know, make it feel real when I like that. Yeah, you do. Um, you do. You, you see it on telly, and you kind of waiting for a game to come onto the sort of TV and a soap or something, and they'll be sitting there, and you'll hear that from the TV yeah. screen. But they're hammering at buttons. They're just hammering every button and switch, like throwing the controller around, like it's life or death. Yeah, my mum plays games like that though. You know, yeah. you kind of, if you give her a game controller, that is how she plays games. Yeah, with a steering wheel on the old controller. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. But yeah, there is definitely space for a gaming TV show. There has to be. Yeah, I think there but is. But it needs the right people. And the thing what I think Game Master done quite well is that it was quite irreverent, but also it was quite risque as well. And it was an earlier time. So they're at, it's kind of like what Digitizer was, where you yeah, had yeah. to go in between the lines. And you knew there was an adult... Um, sort of audience watching, and they got what you said, yeah. And sort of the, I don't know, I'd say is it double entendre, something like that. That's the word. Yeah, That's the yeah. word. Fantastic. And you know, people got it. But I think, like you say, most of these game show hosts they're so unlikable. Yeah. Uh, and and that that's one of the block the things that block you away from it is that they've got to be likable they've got to know their stuff. And as soon as you see someone that you know you can't really take any credibility from. It, it, it's, it's quite hard to sort of get invested in it and enjoy it. And normally, like you say, they, they cover the most probably for advertising revenue and stuff like that, games that people just don't really want to see. Like you don't, You're not really interested in Call of Duty. But I think there is a place for a, a game in TV show, which you need yeah. to write. Yes, well, you know, <laughs> I would. But it's, I, 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 where would it go? This is the thing now. I think that... YouTube. You know, well, this is it. You know, everything's on YouTube. It's all let's play, yeah. and you know, how do you compete with all that? You, you probably have a, a bigger budget, but um, you know, Rab Florence and the, the Consylvania oh, yeah, guys. You know, they did. They, you know, they nailed it. But um, there just doesn't seem to be anyone kind of in TV who really wants a, a show like that, um, which no. is a shame. Yeah, you know, it was on BBC it. Scotland, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't get because they don't get the culture, and they don't. No. You know, people in TV often don't play games themselves. Um, you know, try to sort of sell them the idea of it. You know, it just goes right over their heads. But you think they've kind of want to capitalise on it? It's obvious that that you know there's a huge audience out there. It's there. Uh, yeah, there. they've got to, they've got to understand that they have to treat the audience as already knowing everything yeah. there is to know not as in trying to inform them every week as this is a game this is a console this is how you yeah. switch it on and that's the part they don't get the, you know the thing that they did with Consylvania was so good was they, they they didn't bother you know they just made references to other games and they you know it didn't matter if people had played them or not they just assumed that you're going to work this out with yourself yeah. and that's that's why it makes so much sense to do it that way and I guess that's why people like you say they don't want to commission stuff because they themselves can't understand it because they don't know anything about it and yeah. I guess it's but yeah, it's weird. Like, so many people yeah. play games. So I mean, like the average age of game players, what thirty-five nowadays? Yeah, apparently. there must be people working. And the popularity. I mean, how many? I mean, Call of Duty itself just sells, you know, a million copies in a day and stuff like that. That everyone must be playing games. 
but you'd think so, wouldn't you? But like, they, yeah, I don't know many people in TV. Games is games. Games is that weird thing. Like everyone plays it, but no one plays it. It's it's yeah. Well, I think what you're trying to say is it's like people play it on a casual level, but there's not as many people as you'd think that you could go into like a deep sort of debate with or or talk about that sort of stuff. And you know, there is a a rich history of gaming to take the piss out of, sort of like the early Resident Evil evils and stuff like that and there being certain keys to unlock certain rooms but the key you'd need would be halfway across the mansion locked in a door with a snake on the other side of it and you know that would make it very hard that if you were living in that mansion before the zombie outbreak to get around and go to the toilet and things like that and you know there, there is all there is so much sort of space for that but you know, like I say, you need the right people, and like you say, most video game it, ha- it needs to be entry level before anyone even wants to pick it up. And we yeah. we don't want that. We want someone that can speak to us on our level that we get straight away. And I liked Consolevania, like you say, in video game, and I liked the the killer clown guy because it was sinister, it was weird, but you didn't really ask why it was there. It was just there to support the gaming knowledge. And make it interesting in a way. It's not just some guy on a couch talking to two really attractive women that so happen to know about games. Um, and then just talking about it and going, yeah, well, there's a new uh, game coming out called Call of Duty. Uh, it sold over 17 million copies uh, yesterday. Absolutely fantastic. It uses state-of-the-art graphics. And it's just like, you know what, this isn't interesting. You're just telling me things I already know. And no one's going to watch a show like that. No, I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, can you imagine, uh, I don't know, Match of the Day or something, you know, yeah. treating every episode of that like you have to explain what football was. Or Top Gear or something. You know, you need a kind of yeah. show like Top Gear or something like that that, that uh, you know, talks to gamers or, you know, on their level in their language. Yeah, like you say, like a uh, Ready Steady Cook or a cookery show. Hello, and you're going to want to get the eggs, and you're going to want to take this whisk. Now, the whisk was invented in 1905 by John Sayers. What it basically does is it allows you to whisk the egg really fast into a motion that allows it to split from the yolk and go into the actual membrane around it. Can you see what that's doing? That's a lot better than a fork. Now, this bowl, someone <laughs> invented this to put the egg in, so it wouldn't go everywhere, because people used to do it on a plate, you know, and it used to go all over the place. And I think that yeah. that's obviously you don't get treated like that in any other kind of yeah. media. Here is the food news: there is a new egg coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's round, perfectly spherical, <laughs> like other eggs. Yes. Yeah, uh, anyway. and you can only crack it by throwing it up against the ceiling. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. But uh, Gareth, what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, I have been playing. Someone making some tea in the background. Are you asking me? I don't know. I can just hear people like preparing food. It sounds <laughs> that, like that could be me. I don't know. Are you making you tea? Food under the stairs. <laughs> what are you making? Oh, she's making packed lunches for the kids. Ooh. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, That's your kids, or just kids in general? <laughs> Just just, a, just, oh, they're the kids on the estate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the horrible sink estate that I live on. <laughs> Throw it out the window. Keep away from us! Right. Well, <laughs> I've been playing uh, more Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. Uh, and what, what? We're saying, what we're saying last week, Paul, is that in, in January, it used to be that you used to get all 
of the games from last year that was released during a Christmas rush, right? And it would all be cheaper, you'd get games for £20 here or there. But the fact is that none of the games before that were worth getting. So, yeah. you know, normally you'd be backed up with games from last year. But that Gareth's playing Diablo Reaper of Souls. I don't know how that makes him feel. Um, well, they released an update, a patch, if you will, uh, which added a new tier of legendaries to the game. No. <laughs> Basically, it means you can get um, a version of a legendary item called an ancient legendary, and then that will have even better stats than the other legendary it was based off. I don't think it does, go. Okay. As if it's ancient, then it's obviously going to be more worn and brittle. No, but it's got a it's got a slightly uh, more goldish uh, border to the item description. Wow! Wow! And that's what it's all about, isn't it? No. And Don, did you unlock any weapons this week in Destiny? Why are you? I did. I got uh, I got an icebreaker. Wow! See, Thanks this is much. what it's all about now, isn't it? Yep, got to collect them all. Slightly it's better a Pokemon effect in every single game. It reminds me of this new, the, the, the way games are going. Do you remember that Simpsons episode where, um, what's his name? Is it Smithers? Um, collected kind of this Barbie doll and he was yeah. queuing up to get a new version of the Barbie doll with, with a new hat. Malibu Stacy. <laughs> yeah, Malibu Stacy, that was it. Um, and that's what Destiny kind of reminds me of now. It's, it's <laughs> people Guys kind of. Barbie dolls. Yeah, people playing yeah. and replaying the same stuff over and over again to get a new cape. Yep. Disgusting. Yeah, no, I mean, have you seen the South Park episode of PewDiePie? No, sadly haven't, no. You've got to see that. Right. I will do that. Sorry, Gareth, sorry. So, yeah, sorry, Gareth. It's, it's, I feel like I'm sort of ganging up on you as well. It's just, it's just unfortunately, well, I really, everyone really don't like Destiny. We're, we're ganging up on people on games where it just seems that we're just slowly trying to improve like life, slowly trying to improve that job, slowly trying to get that better TV, slowly trying to get that better sofa, that better girlfriend. You know, it's just everything just happens like that. And it's life, and game companies have tapped into that. Mm. I, I mean that's true but I don't like that it's true oh no <laughs> but no like I I had a, a weapon that was pretty good and then I got another weapon that the normal version is not very good because it's an ancient version it was better than the weapon I had and it was like oh. can I be the first to congratulate you you can <laughs> and the last <laughs> You're not going to, though, are you? Sounds like a threat. <laughs> well, no, but the Diablo thing is like, when my other friends finally get onto Diablo, then they'll be like, oh, where'd you get that weapon? And then I can yeah. tell them. And then you'll be like, wee, look at the size of my willy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically what it is, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Before we had games, everyone just measured willies. Yeah, well, you know, it, it used to be a big thing, innit? Everyone used to know who had the biggest willy in their class. <laughs> Especially the teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gareth, that's sexual, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are we Good. done? Ca- carry on, Gareth. That's it, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> you, your, I- your big highlight of this week 
was unlocking a slightly better sword than the one you had last week. Uh, basic, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, uh, this makes me so happy. I thought about playing some League of Legends and then I decided against that. And just, I just don't kept, do it. Kept playing Diablo. Yeah. I did. I saw some films as well this week. Mate, I don't know what you're trying to do. You're just reaching now. I know. <laughs> so I went. I went for a walk. Uh... It's because I didn't realise until about five minutes ago how little I had done with my week, and now I'm trying to make myself feel like That's less of a loser. Yeah. yeah. Well, Gareth, that's fantastic. Um, Cheers. I have played. I went into my loft the other um, yesterday, and I found a, a few lovely things. I found a Hori arcade stick which is fantastic for my Xbox 360, so I'll play some Marvel vs. Capcom 3. I found my Game Boy Micro, uh, and it still had Astro Boy Omega Factor in it. Great game. Which is, thank you, Gareth. Which is, that's pure playability. And that, that is a fantastic game. Um, I don't know if you played that, did you, Paul? Uh, yeah, I did, back in the day. That was a classic. Absolutely brilliant. And, and you know, that's, that's not someone sitting down and thinking, how are we going to make this online how are we going to get millions of people to come on it how are we going to be able to keep people entertained for years on end it was basically how do we make a really great game and I think that's what's missing now and it feels strange when you play a game and you're not getting rewarded for it with some sort of achievement or something unlocking every second or unlocking a better weapon than the one you had last week but it it feels kind of strangely disconnected like when you play games now you feel like you're connected to the world and everyone else can see what you're doing and you can see what everyone else is playing but to just sit there with a little handheld that's smaller than my manhood and just play a game it just it, it just feels so refreshing and lovely but yeah it was really hard you know you know when you play a game and you remember playing it but then you go back to it and you go on it and you just think how the hell did i even play this it's yeah. one of those kind of games well, it's a treasure game. game isn't it treasure make ridiculously hard games that's what they do like yeah. Gunstar Heroes Bangayo Spirits Ikaruga all ridiculously hard yeah but there you um, go brilliant yeah all brilliant, brilliant well. and brilliant but you're welcome I, I won't take credit for it because you didn't do it and also uh, FIFA <laughs> uh, absolutely love FIFA um, I've just got uh, Jordan Henderson uh, for my QPR team on a free transfer uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds, I'm sorry, Rob, that sounds an awful lot like I got a better sword this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like well you don't know much about football and you don't know who Jordan Henderson is. <laughs> so he's a slightly better sword than the sword I had before. Um, just I just love, I'm loving it. Uh, I used to be a pro man. Uh, are you into football games, Paul? No, well, uh, sort of. I don't. I'm not particularly a football fan, but um, I haven't played a football game in years. But I always used Back to really quite enjoy them. Back in the day, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, no, I wouldn't know who any of the players were. <laughs> I always want to hate football games. I always want to hate when the new FIFA comes out. But then if you play it, you're like, oh, this is really good to play, and it's really nice looking. And fuck, why can't they just make a shit FIFA game that I can make fun of? With yeah. a good conscience. Yeah, and then you, yeah, you can stop playing them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, well the, the argument I make when people say, oh, I don't really like football, is that I don't really like shooting people in the face at point-blank range, but I like playing Call of Duty. 
you know. But yeah. I don't have Call of Duty. Well, yeah, the thing is, though, isn't there a degree of enjoyment in playing those games where you can kind of go, ooh, I'm Wayne Rooney now, look at me, or I've bought Wayne Rooney. I don't know, I don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, is Wayne Rooney well, still playing now, or has he retired? He's, he's not. He, uh, he's not still playing now. He played on Sunday. Yeah, football knowledge. Wayne Rooney's still playing. Yeah, Man United. Uh, he's got new hair uh, that he got oh, off cool. someone. Uh, absolutely <laughs> like, fantastic. Like in Destiny. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a slightly better hair than he had a few years ago. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's it's a good game in itself and sort of they haven't gone too far down the simulation route and lost the whole identity of what the game was but that's basically all I've been playing and it's it's sad really <laughs> but it is though isn't it it's like there's all these games normally I'd be itching to play games absolutely itching if I knew there was a game on the shelf that I didn't have I would be sort of chomping at the bit to get down to the local shop or order it online but you know there's stuff like um the Crew, Assassin's Creed Unity, just these kind of games that came out last year that I've got absolutely no inclination to want to play. And I think that's showing how... Because they're list games, and The Crew and Assassin's Creed Unity, you know, you're going to put them on and suddenly it's going to go bang, 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 bang. You need to do all of this. You need to do all of that. You need to climb up all these towers. You need to go and rescue all these people. And I can't be bothered. <laughs> I'd rather just not, you know? I'd rather not. I'd rather just leave them there. They're, yeah, they're, because they're it's a whole lot of hassle. Yeah, someone else can rescue them. Yeah. Those people. So there you go. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That, that was absolutely beautiful. Uh, Gareth, have you got any announcements about your wedding? What? See? <laughs> Paul doesn't know what's what. He doesn't know if that was bollocks or if it was actually me wishing you good luck. <laughs> it was complete bollocks. <laughs> there we go. That's a shame. I was going to ask for an invite. Yeah. But he will be getting married soon. No, I won't. What you... <laughs> you won't. You... Yeah. Not this is His girlfriend weird... is called Ali Sun. <laughs> right, Gareth, I'm getting to that point where I'm tired and not making much sense. I can tell. So, <laughs> so remember, Digitizer 2000 is coming back big time. Uh, it's going to evolve over the next few weeks or months. Come on, give people yeah. a time frame. Well, it's evolving every day. I changed the logo slightly today. So how about <laughs> that? It's like, it's like Destiny again. Yeah, it's slightly like, better. If you keep coming, coming back, one day you might get a slightly different logo. Yeah. Excellent. And I think that's what everyone wants at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah just a daddy and insincere Dave. Yeah. Is that all they want? That's depressing. <laughs> just oh, everything right. getting better in very slight want, increments. They, they want them there as well. Okay, they're there. They're there. All the old digitised characters. It's great. Now come and read it. And then give me some money. That's how <laughs> yeah. it should work. Please. You know, people should have to put pound coins into their game machine to access the site. Yes. That should happen. That's the future. <laughs> that's not going to happen right now. No, certainly not. Right, so thank you for being our special guest this, uh, this week, Paul. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed uh, it. And I look forward to hearing back of your email. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. You, well, yes. It'll I just be a simple reply. It'll just say no. 
Oh, big, keep... big brown no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But there you go. That's been absolutely fantastic. This has been the Game Central podcast. Gareth, have you got any announcements that you need to make? Um, I will say that uh, we did. You may remember if you listened to last week's episode, we're going to offer prizes. Yeah. For anyone who uh, had any questions for Paul, aka Mr. Biffo, I'm not a single person sent a question in. Oh, thanks a lot. So, well, congratulations to everybody for not winning any prizes. <laughs> and uh, well done, Gareth, for letting Paul know that no one listens to us. <laughs> so, we're, we're doing a competition at the moment as well. No one's entered that either, so don't worry. People just hate, just hate me in relation to competitions, clearly. Well, no, the thing is that people... Entering a competition is too much effort for people now. All, all they want to do is just basically, if you had a if you had a little clicky thing on your site that says, "Do you want to enter the competition? Yes or no?" That's about as far as it will go. Yeah, and they can just click yes. Thank so, you. We've had issues with competitions before. I think the problem is people go, "Oh, I'd never win if I enter." And every competition, I always say, "Enter," because we only get about two entries per competition, and you will definitely win something. And still nobody enters. Yeah. Yeah. You see, listen, back in my... So I'm, I'm extending your show beyond its natural lifespan. But back in tele- my Teletext days, every competition, we guarantee we only probably got about 30 entries for any of them. And, you know, sometimes we gave away really big prizes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we gave away Robocop's car once. Literally his car. What? Oh, my. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. You know, we probably That's only amazing. had 100 Did entries. Did Robocop know? Say it again? Did Robocop know? I don't know. I don't know. Did gave away his car? Um, was it stolen? <laughs> it was. It was. It was stolen. Yeah, he stole it and gave it away. Well, there you go. I got went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a good time there? I did actually. Yeah. Because I heard it's like a holiday camp. <laughs> it is. I know. We went at Disneyland and everything. Yeah, Disneyland. Bloody hell! It's like Disneyland. It's not a punishment anymore. Well, that was the Game Central podcast for this week. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for being with us, Paul Rose. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure. And it was an actual pleasure. And uh, thank you for being with us, Don. Uh, you're welcome. I'm and thank you, Gareth. Here. You sort of spoke over me. <laughs> thank you very much, Gareth. <laughs> you're very <laughs> welcome. This week. And hopefully you'll get a slightly better sword next week. Uh, I, I really, really need it. Thank you. <laughs> See you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.